This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Everyone's a critic on BFM 89.9. Hello, you're listening to Everyone's a Critic with Sharmila Ganesan. And for today's review, I'm joined by Lily Jamaluddin, who is a writer and a poet. Lily, good to have you back. Hi, Shamila. Glad to be here. So we're reviewing a video essay today. Um, it's called Fragments of Tua, and um, it's put together by Faik Shazwan Kuhiri, Mark Teh, Shamsul Azhar, and Wong Teh Si. Full disclosure, Faik's actually also a colleague of mine at BFM, but his uh, theatrical work and, and this sort of work isn't related to what we do here at the station. Um I called it a video essay. And, you know, from that title, it's probably quite clear. It's about Hang Tua. But in many senses, it's also a deconstruction of the Hang Tua mythology, the Hang Tua legend, and uses history, uh, legend, mythology, literature to kind of track and trace how the story of Hang Tua has evolved and shaped Malayan, Malaysian culture. Um, there's a lot to unpack, really, because it, it, it both goes grand and also very intensely personal. Um, Lily, I wanted to start off by asking you what your overall impression was. I really quite enjoyed it. I think like as somebody who is not so knowledgeable about Hangtoa and the history of the Hikayat and all of that, like I was a bit nervous walking in that I should have known some of this. Um, but I think it's a great introduction actually for people who want to understand Hang Tua, um, but also from a different perspective because like as you mentioned it is historical there's a lot of documentary influence at the beginning um, but then it moves into this very meandering almost poetic space um, towards the second half and I really appreciate both of those perspectives. That's a really good point the the learning about Hang Tua right because it's not a long piece. It's a roughly 47-minute video essay. And in that time, it actually manages to pack in a fair amount of information. So if you went into this knowing very little about Hang Tua, um, you still pick up a lot. And they do this in a very dynamic way. So it's not like sitting through a documentary or a bit or a lecture. Um, instead, it's done through Simple things like how a sculpture that sits in um, our Museum Nagara, um, how it came about. And then that kind of uh, traces a little bit of the legend of Hang Tua and the place he holds. It's also done through looking at Hikayat Hang Tua and various interpretations. There's images from uh, the movie that starred P. Ramli, 1956. And so it's a very clever way to give us information without be, without feeling like we're being given information. Instead, mm -hmm. it feels like a journey and it kind of unfolds and it almost doesn't really matter what you know or don't know because in the end it's more about the ideas or the things that it's more about the ideas the feelings um, rather than actual facts um, and, and that's actually part of the, the the central thesis of the video essay the separation or the non-separation as it were of fact and fiction um, did you did that sit well for you? Because I'm I, I'm wondering, and, and I personally loved it, but then I'm very inclined to mythology and not taking them as absolutes anyway. Um, I was wondering whether perhaps the the lack of commitment to a to a central thesis in this was something that you expected or would have liked. Uh, it's definitely not something that I expected. Um, something that I enjoyed because I think 
like you mentioned, like they give you something without really giving it to you, right? And I think that they question nationalism without sort of clobbering you over the head with it, um, which is sort of the ways that I had sort of been introduced to like ch challenging nationalism through history or like political science. But I really appreciated this perspective, which was much more, again, like meandering poetic. Like, and at the end, they don't give you a hard conclusion or tell you like what to think about this image that has followed us um, for centuries. Um, and I really appreciate that. Like, I think it gives you something, gives you a strong image to hold on to, like the final image, as is the beginning image, like um, it's uh, sort of the open ocean and this sonko uh, um, on a rock. Um, and I think that's, that's quite profound. It's something that will stick with me for a while. Like, um, and I think that's sort of the feeling of like maybe questioning something like um, nationalism or ethno-nationalism is that it sort of it intends to leave you um, without like the anchor anymore. And so now you are like sort of floating through the idea of Malaysia without that strong identity. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, now that you've said it, I, I can't stop thinking about that because for me, um, I also really love that the bookends, which really starts with the ocean or at least the sounds of the ocean um, and then ends with that again. And it got me thinking about um, the Straits of Malacca and the fact that we, we are a peninsula, that our sea trade and the ocean actually played such a large part in our history, in Malacca history. Um, and I think the, the questions that the essay asks throughout um, about why we choose to remember certain aspects of Hangtua and certain parts of his mythology, but then there's so little about anything else, right? And it almost felt like a call back to um, not just the warrior past and not just the conquering past or, or the feudalist past, but a, a, a more open, malleable um, idea of this connectedness to the sea. And, and, and I, I like that a lot. Um, and, and I can see the, the, the poetry in it. And which is why I think even though it's called a video essay, um, sometimes it, it felt more like a, a video installation in some senses. Um, and I kept thinking that I could see this sitting very nicely in a in a art installation or an exhibition where there were perhaps works or installations or sculptures or even, even historical artifacts that relate to Hang Tua or this idea of Hang Tua. Um, and then this is a part of it. I, I, I thought it, it's very artistic. It isn't just academic. And that's something I liked a lot. Um, mm. I wanted to ask whether there were particular aspects or, or segments that you enjoyed because it's quite definitively divided into a few segments. So there's sort of a part one and a part two and the story evolves along the way as well. Did you have a favorite? Yeah, I really actually quite loved the segment where it's, I think there are almost no words, but they just sort of use Google Earth and, mm. and images um, and you get to see where... Hangtua is referenced all over Southeast Asia, right? So there's like a restaurant named Hangtua in like Indonesia or something. Um, and it comes up again in Thailand, um, of course, in Malaysia. And I think that was really powerful, I think, to connect um, this idea of Hangtua uh, across the region and think like, okay, well, what does this figure mean in these different places, right? We have so many different stories of Hangtua. What are we piecing together um, uh, in, in Malaysia? I thought that was really interesting. And then I also really loved um, uh, the, the last segment, actually, where it's just the song in the ocean. Uh, 
that that was very beautiful very well done Oh, that song was performed um, by Faik, who who also is the narrator. Um, and I'm glad you brought it up because one aspect uh, which which directly involves Faik, um, there's one particular part in the uh, essay which shifts very directly from being more third-person narrative to first-person. Um, and that segment is called The Narrator, actually. Um, and it flips this exploration of Hang Tua from being more distant, more academic into being a personal story, almost a quest by Faik to, to look for Hang Tua, right? To piece together stories of Hang Tua, to find out what it means to him as a Malay man. And, and I like that shift, that portion where it shifts. Um, you don't see it coming. Uh, it's really interesting the way um, the, the, the historical becomes the personal. Um, I thought that part was really powerful. I, I loved this particular uh, line that he said, he says a couple of times where he goes, um, I, I saw Hang Tua everywhere. I saw him because I wanted to see him everywhere. Um, I'm paraphrasing, but but that's roughly what he says. And I thought that was quite poignant. Um, it, it, it's also pretty strong commentary on how Hang Tua has now been co-opted and changed and viewed by people in so many ways. Um, I love the the locations that you you talked about as well, but but I think my uh, cinema loving heart really loved the parts where um, they show us clips from the 1956 Hang Tua film um, and makes the contrast between different artworks that have featured him and uh, sort of runs through the different leading men that have played Hang Tua on screen. Um, that part was really fun. It was also really interesting to see how um, cinema has both depicted Hang Tua in some ways, but also in other ways, really quite limited what he might mean to people and the kinds of stories that could be told about him. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I, I thought that segment could actually be a documentary in itself, a, a documentary on Hang Tua in film um, in itself would be, I think, worthy of exploring uh, in, in so many different ways. We are reviewing Fragments of Tua, which is a video essay that's available to watch online. If you'd like to check that out, you can head on over to vimeo.com and search for Fragments of Tua. It's under the on-demand segment. Let us know, um, do you enjoy art or works that explore the idea of Hang Tua? Uh, what are some that you'd like to suggest? You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Banish fraudulent manoeuvres, BFM 89.9. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic with Sharmila. And today I'm joined by writer, poet, Lily Jamaluddin. And together we're reviewing Fragments of Twa. It's by Mark Te, uh, Faik Shazwan Kuhiri, Shamsul Azha and Wong Te Si. Faik's the narrator, um, uh, has a few um, appearances in the video essay himself. And we've been talking about the... Uh, the themes and the structure of the essay. Um, I wanted to pick up this on this side of things, Lily, um, in terms of the format itself, um, it being a video essay, it being consumed online. What did you make of those? Um, did it did it add to the experience? Mm, so I think at the beginning, I was a bit confused. I was thinking like, okay, what is this? Is this, and Five Arts is known so much for theater. So I was thinking, is this documentary theater? Okay, well, now it seems like just a documentary, but then it moves into, again, that like sort of poetic, introspective, we walk into the figure of the eye. Um, and I actually thought it worked really well um, because 
you know, at some point I was thinking, oh, maybe this could just be a podcast because there's so much audio. But actually, the visual research there is so integral, like you've mentioned, um, being able to see the RTM film, um, all of the different images of Hang Tua that appear on the book covers. Oh, um, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the way that they montage the sculpture of Hang Tua over um, images of people that have played Hang Tua. I think that was really well done and, and sort of allows you to let, um, see Hang Tua again as a, as a collage, which I think is what they, what, what they intend, right? As opposed to the one singular I- ideal Malay citizen. Um, yeah, so I think it worked really well. And I think even just like as an educational tool, I could see this being in classrooms. Um, yeah, for university students to see it, high school students. Yeah, I thought it worked really well. So I've seen Mark Tay and Five Art Center do um, do this sort of melding of arts and history, right? And they've done balling, there've been exhibitions, but all the ones I've consumed before this have been physical things, either theatrical or an exhibition. Um, and so you're right, even I was a little bit skeptical about watching this in video form. Um, there was something about the term video essay that that made me think uh, it's it's either going to be academic and and then perhaps not necessarily like interesting but not entertaining um, or I thought it might veer too far into just being a documentary in which case what's the sort of artistic component um, but I, I think they really managed to strike that balance I can see this being um, again and I mentioned this earlier I can see this being repurposed or sort of taken apart as you said I think a podcast would actually work really well um, it wouldn't be the same but I can see this spinning off into multiple things podcasts or exhibitions or live events um, film um, and and I feel like after seeing this I would actually be interested in all of those um, I would if there was a way to do an exhibition of all of those book covers that you mentioned, uh, even if they were just prints, I would love to see that. Um, I'd be there for any film screenings that might want to interrogate depictions of Tua. Um, so in many ways, what I think this video essay does, even though it's a self-contained work, is also open up potential avenues in which either Hang Tua himself or perhaps other mythological ethno-nationalist figures can be examined um, and not in a top-down way, but in a more personal way. Um, I wanted to bring up the, the thing that we've been circling and not quite gotten at, which is the which is that the co-opting of Hang Tua for political, um, you know, nationalist sentiments, right? Um, I thought the way this essay approach that topic was actually really quite interesting because I thought it might go a little harder than, than it ended up doing. But in a way that made it more powerful, I felt, because it, it sort of then again fell into that um, meditative, uh, almost almost uh, subjective space that the film lives in. Um, and I thought that that actually fit into the, it fit into the narrative it was trying to tell very well. Yeah. Yeah, I think if you were trying to do an exhibit of questioning Malay nationalism through Hangzhou, I think this would be an excellent portion, but it can't be the entire bit, right? Um, yeah, it, it didn't go as hard as I expected, but I think I enjoyed that. Like using this figure of the musician um, as like a contemporary Malay person reflecting on what that identity is, I thought that made it really relevant. The beginning portion, actually, I thought maybe sort of went the hardest in a way, like um, where they are thinking about who 
who gets to imagine Hangtuara, and it is this director of the museum, um, and then this uh, young 20-year-old um, English sculptorist. And it's just, it's very interesting, right? Who is involved in being able to imagine um, yeah, the central figure of our country. I, I love that bit, actually. I didn't know the story behind that sculpture. Um, I did know that it had been made by a British woman. Um, but these layers of who does he belong to? Who gets to tell his story? How is he interpreted? And, and they make that point again when they do the clip from the 1956 film as well, right? They point out how it was made in Singapore, which was then Malaya, um, I believe, um, you know, produced by people from India, starring person from Malaysia. Like there were a whole bunch of um, layers of nationality and race uh, that have been folded into the story. And I thought it was important to bring that up. I, I also really liked um, going back to that sculpture, the little bit of information where she talks about how um, they looked through um people in the armed forces to find faces that she could sculpt from and how she ended up liking the fact that it was a composite of two different Malay men. Mm. And then how later the director wasn't happy with certain features and wanted them changed. I mean, it, it's information that, you know, in isolation is interesting, but when you piece it together with this project, it, it also then goes back to that notion of how we want our heroes viewed and seen and what that might mean or what we might think of in terms of what's important to us, right? In terms of representation. Um, I wanted to close off by asking you, um, well, if you would recommend this and and how, if so. Mm, well, I would I would definitely recommend it. I think one of the one of the things I've been thinking about throughout this conversation that I didn't mention is that it just makes history so much more accessible even in the language, um, in the medium that they use, um, in the ways that they're telling the story. I think it makes history accessible. Um, and, and it's also the research is so well done, I think. Um, yeah, I think I would say if you appreciate sort of a poetic, meandering, open-ended um, challenge to ethno-nationalism uh, and this figure that sort of lords over us in Malaysia, um, definitely check it out. It got me thinking about how many times I say Station Hang Tua or Jalan Hang Tua without actually realizing that that's a person, um, and and you know re- without referencing or, or or in my head connecting it to the myth because the name has also become so many things at this point, right? Um, and watching something like this, I think helps you connect a little bit more to these stories, but also think about them in relation to your own place within Malaysia and your own connection to the culture. Yeah. Lily, thanks so much for talking about this with me. Thank you so much, Mila. Really appreciate it. We've been reviewing Fragments of Tua. It's a video essay that's um, up on Vimeo. It's available on demand. If you'd like to check it out, you can head over to vimeo.com and search for Fragments of Tua. And let us know, do you enjoy uh, these sorts of reimaginings, deconstructions of Hang Tua? You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. You've been listening to Everyone's a Critic, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.